0: You we go. He joins the show once again. One of my favorite guests. He is a legend in his own right. Our good friend Blake Ruffino, A-Y-S Sports. Blake, what's going on, man? Appreciate you taking the time.
2: You call me a legend. You know what makes me a legend? I just beat Spider-Man 2 with a 4-year-old on PlayStation. Okay? We just got done beating Venom. Spoiler alert. But if you hadn't hadn't played it by now, you should have. It's well past time. So, Yes, I'm pretty much a badass. Um, I pretty much fight crime in my spare time on PlayStation with a four year old. So finally got done. So I'm excited. No more, no more Spider Man, girls. No more Spider Man, no,
0: dude. We have been uh we've been getting after it on, on Nintendo Switch lately. We got a Nintendo Switch like right before Christmas. It was kind of like a early Christmas gift for the house, right? I'm not a huge gamer, but it's like you know people come over. It's just something nice to have. And, uh, yeah, we, we've been getting after a little bit of Hogwarts legacy. I don't know if that's nerd alert on me. Okay. But, uh,
2: okay. You know, we, we've been yeah. getting after it. So. And, no, and, I probably won't enough. pick up another video game until June, you know. A- NCAA? NCAA. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, LSU is going on a 75-game winning streak, okay? We're winning five straight national titles. Uh, it's going to be glorious, uh, to say the least. Um, I am going to – the first thing that I'm going to do, Chris, I don't know about you. Uh, if Joe Burrow or Jaden Daniels, either one is in the in the game, I'm going to beat Bama 175 to nothing. I'm going to put it on junior varsity, and I'm going to score at will to take out all my frustration that they did not allow me to take out over the years. I'm just going to let you know.
0: You, you got to love the rage beat down of the, uh, of the rival after you lose the game in real life. I love that.
2: Dude, no yeah. doubt. When LSU lost the national title game, Uh, in 2022 my one of my great friends was on the team he wore number 18 like the signature number brandon taylor been on our show multiple times i went home from the game and i put it on junior varsity and beat them 217 to nothing now you may ask yourself (laughs) what happened next well The problem with that is, is you're technically, if you score 200 points on an opponent and they do not score, you technically lose. And it's a glitch in a 2011 game. So, um, I lost and then got even more bad and threw a controller. So, um, just make it 199, Chris. What was the,
0: what was the greater number Touchdowns scored by you or beverages consumed while playing the game?
2: Well, I couldn't I didn't consume a beverage after the game. I consumed too many beverages at the game. I was so depressed. Like I had such the best buzz going. Like you know, when you get the the perfect buzz, like you're right there, you know, and you maybe you should get like a thing of water, keep the buzz going. I was there entering the game. As soon as we did not pass the 50-yard line at halftime, the buzz was gone. I, I just lost all feeling of emotion and why am I—why are we reliving this? I don't even want to re- i brought this up. What am I even doing?
0: I was to say, you—you you brought it up. I didn't even— I know. I, didn't even know, I that. know. Nevertheless,
2: Bama's going to get their asses kicked.
0: I love that. I love that. Uh, on happier notes, Blake, really quickly, I didn't even have this in my notes because, obviously, the, uh, the ReliaQuest Bowl is behind us. LSU beats Wisconsin. But I- I'm curious, what was your happiness level after LSU wins that game? Because we hear, obviously, all the time, bowl games don't matter. And if LSU lost the game, I mean— would we be thinking about the Tigers much differently right now? Not necessarily, but I mean, for you, is winning a bowl game still a big deal? Is it something where you know, because it was a thrilling game, obviously a thrilling victory. There were positives like Garrett Nussmeyer shining in that game, but I mean, for you, where does that sit in regards on the scale? Did it really,
2: did it really move the needle for you in regards well, to definitely? That bowl? Look, if LSU played Forrest Gump in a ping pong tournament, I would be like have emotional ties to it, but <laughs> It just comes down to a fact, yes, because mainly, it's it's more it's more so that a torch was passed from Jane to Garrett that I was more happy with. I was more happy for and uh the play calling defensively, I mean offensively, but just that, Chris. In in today's world, with gratifying yourself now, right? Like always gratifying like hey i'm not starting so i gotta leave and Garrett nussmeyer going out there for you know being here for three years throwing for 395 yards in his first ever start and being down 14 twice and coming back and winning you know like as bad as this season was chris like is is the worst thing that can happen under brian kelly 10 wins like is that is that the is that the lowest point? Because let me just tell you something. If that's the lowest point, then I'll take it. You know, like if that is playing in the Rudy Tech Bowl, okay, if that is the lowest point, I will take it. Now, he can't stay at that point for long. And I think that um, it, it comes to a point where, Chris, it's like it wouldn't have mattered who the quarterback was at this point or what the offense would have done. The de- it just pretty much pro- proved that the defense was so sucked so bad that it wouldn't have mattered like think about this LSU went down to Wisconsin 14 points twice Jane Daniels that means that Jane Daniels had to be perfect every week it just symbolized why for me and I, and there's been a lot of chatter Well, should Jaden Daniels have won the Heisman and I'm like shut up you know and so Was I happy? Yes, but I think it showed that Brian Kelly has brought in a a good semblance offensively or good system offensively, the way they're recruiting, the coaching, and that that doesn't stop. You know, and so if they could fix the defense, maybe they would, you know, maybe they would have been playing tomorrow or tonight. Maybe they would have been playing tonight. (laughs) So, uh, nevertheless, yes, I, I, I I was excited.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: So, Blake, speaking of fixing the defense, LSU took some measures in doing that. Of course, they first fire the entire defensive staff, then go out and get Blake Baker, who was a name, Missouri defensive coordinator, has done great work in Como. I know you've talked about it a lot on your airways, but your thoughts, your reactions, how would you grade that hiring, and what's your feelings on that for LSU?
2: Yeah, so, Chris, I have a, I have a, and I said this, uh, the other day and I went against my own judgment, but I don't ever think any higher is a home run higher, unless you have a, you know, like uh, South Carolina fans, or, like if Dabo would have gone to, you know, anywhere else, like Dabo is a part of that. Brian Kelly's a part of that. Obviously Nick and Kirby is a part of that. Um, maybe even Harbaugh to some extent, like if you hire Harbaugh, I think that that's a home run type of hire. Brian Kelly would be the only thing that would sway me for that. But Blake Baker, it, 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 it's borderline for me. Because, Chris, I think that he got completely ridiculed for a Manny Diaz defense in Miami. And look, Miami is a culture thing. How many good coaches that have won elsewhere are you going to allow for to maybe to say it's maybe us? You know, maybe it's Miami that it may be a problem. So he comes to LSU in 2021, and there was a linebacker named DeBone Clark who should have won the Buckets that year. Went from probably even playing on the, looking like he played on this last year or this year's defense to the starting middle linebacker for the Cowboys. So the legend for Blake Baker grew, Chris, well before this ever happened. So when he go, when he gets fired in the Brian Kelly, you know, changeover with Ed. He obviously goes to Missouri. And, man, when he started having success, the fans down here started getting pissed off because you had the dude here. Look, he calls a really aggressive solid defense. And I think when, you know, over the last two decades, LSU has been known for one thing. It is being really good defensively. Now, Chris, it feels like the culture changed. Like, oh, LSU, you you better keep up with them because they're going to score at nauseam i just want to get back because i'm not telling them to be a top 10 defense i'm not asking for that i'm not even really asking for them to be a top 20 defense if you give what lsu is going to be offensively in the way that they're recruiting a top 25 defense they're going to be in the playoff every single year okay every single year with the expanded playoff it doesn't matter what their schedule looks like who they play they're recruiting at too high of a level maybe they drop games here and there that yeah that's going to happen sure but i think blake baker fits exactly he knows the culture he can recruit and, and look i'm not a massive like recruiting guru but they're look and i will say this recruiting fuels the dreams of champions and the last four defensive coordinators we had here didn't really put a massive emphasis on it i won't there are dudes that grow on trees around here that can play go get them okay so that is more so not so much as the play calling but he fixes the culture because i'm sure and you tweeted this i think chris when makai wingo okay the leader of the team not the defense the team is so dismissive of your defensive coordinator Matt house The first thing that he's got to do is change the culture of that entire room. And then the play calling is what it is, right? Like that's going to be what it's going to be. But I think that him recruiting and building a different culture is going to change things right when he walks through the door, you got dudes like Harold Perkins, who's like, oh, oh, he's coming back. Oh, you mean the guy that I wanted to commit to, but got fired. Right. So, yeah, I I like Blake Baker a lot. His wife is from Mandeville. She played soccer at LSU. It's a good fit, and I don't say that often. I hate that word, but it is just from overall the three pillars of what I like for a, a coordinator, he hits all three of those pillars. Blake, how quickly are you
0: expecting the turnaround for the LSU defense? The LSU defense, like you said, go back to looking like a defense we're used to seeing in Baton Rouge. And do you think the biggest changes happen uh, more so, more quickly for, you know, do do you feel the effects of recruiting first? Is it schematically? Do you think the scheme's just going to be night and day better? You mentioned culture. Like, what do you think sets in first and inevitably gets LSU off the mat sooner rather than later, if
2: you will? I don't, yeah, I I don't think it scheme will change i think they're going to be more aggressive because that's just what how blake baker does things but I, I i think chris that we're not going to look at an lsu defense just dudes lollygagging you know like oh well Ole miss is going to score again and they're jogging running after quenchon Judkins. i literally wanted to stone cold steve austin dt that thing go full you know rock bottom on my tv when you got dudes jogging on the field I think it's just that like, Chris, if I see a culture change, I know everything else will be inevitable, right? Like everything, because you got the dudes, man. I I mean, like, I I think they've recruited well enough at positions. Now they got to get better in some areas like interior of the defensive line. They got a five-star on Don McKinley that comes in. I I don't think that it's always LSU just lacking talent. Like I I never necessarily believe that completely. But I just want to see them go out there and knock somebody's head off. Like, you know, I'm old enough to remember when I go to a game and you got the entire defense, like, in your face, in your grill, and nobody wanted to come to Baton Rouge because if you catch a pass and your head's not on a swivel, Chris, you're going to get knocked out. Like, they're going to kill you. And maybe you don't do that. But I want to see you knock somebody's – like, go – Full-fledged, where people commonly get mistaken, at least in my opinion, sometimes, Chris, tackling's a want-to. Mm-hmm. Knocking somebody's head, head off is a want-to. Do I want to put my, my face mask in your chest and make you rethink about catching that football? Or if you're from a defensive lineman standpoint, hey, man, you're going to put your outside hand on my hip? Well, I am going to rip your shoulder blade off with a rip move to get to the quarterback. Those are small things that you can see. I, again, top 50 defense, m- maybe. That's not necessarily, uh, in year one, I don't really care about that. I care about, are there plays that you're going out there, if a, if a dude's going across the middle and you knock his head off. And I know in today's society, that comes off in a completely different light, right? Like, oh, well, you can't do that, that's targeting. I don't give to Rudy poos. I want you to get back to the just the, the culture that was built here. Chris, 2011, LSU defense, we were talking about it earlier, 29 dudes were drafted that played on that defense. 29. Rotational pieces, too, clearly. 29. You want to know how many of them were first-round picks? 13 of them were first-round picks. Because were all of them first-round talent? No. They will tell you they were not, but did they play like their hair was on fire? 1,000%. You got seven defensive linemen that get drafted, mainly because they take no for an answer. The the effort is there. So maybe I'm on my soapbox, but defensively, you have not, even in 19, when you won a national title, you were so bad. John Rice Plumley just scored another touchdown, and it's not at UCF. It's when he was a freshman at Ole Miss and scored another one. On they ran the ball for three hundred yards. Sorry, I'm on my soapbox, but it's just you have not been good in five years. It, 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 I never thought that I would have seen a day where LSU offensively could not be stopped, and defensively they're they're softer than Charmin.
0: I was gonna ask Blake, as happy as you are about it right now, who do you think's happier, you or Harold Perkins Jr., who I, I would oh. say was probably one of the most misutilized players in the country this past year?
2: Got to be him. I, I mean, I, I I put out a tweet, you know, the the viral thing of the guy in the courtroom, like yeah, yeah. yeah. like leaping over. I said, live look at Harold Perkins in twenty twenty four, and it's that video, <laughs> you know, of like him. I, I he he's the biggest person that changes for Chris. Clearly, you know, like because. I just don't – now, Blake Baker had a really good eyes view this year because Harold Parkins had the interception and it changed the game and LSU winning that uh, in Como, but I just don't see a world where he doesn't get him in a better position. You know, like Blake Baker's – let me tell you what kind of guy Blake Baker is. If Brian Kelly says, like, hey, I want to utilize him like this, And if Blake Baker sees that or feels like he shouldn't utilize him like that for his defense, I know that Blake Baker, it's not necessarily even an argument. He can win the discussion of why he wants Perk to do X, Y, and Z. And I guarantee you, it's not going to be playing in the slot. You had a linebacker, Chris, playing in the slot, a linebacker, a dude that, is he faster than everybody that maybe that's on that defense? Okay, cool speed's not everything he's never covered a dude in his life you asked him to go out and what's even crazier he tied his sack record from our sacks from a year ago but the impact was different mainly due to the fact of like how they utilized him in 22 sometimes chris you just have football players and you got to be creative enough to to do things to send him i think Ultimately, I believe that Brian Kelly doesn't want – I don't want to say he doesn't want anything to do with the defense. He really doesn't. And he said as much. You know, like, I want to I want to run my offense and be a CEO, okay? I can do that. But I'm not going to – I need somebody that can run the defense so that I don't have to be hands-on. What nobody has talked about in the country, Joe Sloan, the coordinator, Jane Daniels, Jane Daniels' is quarterback coach, Jane Daniels himself clearly and should – all have gotten credit about Jane Daniels's leap. Brian Kelly has gotten none of it. Why? I have no idea. But he was a big part in that because he has his hands on. Chris, we go to practice. He gives us forty-five minutes for a practice one day. He doesn't leave the quarterbacks not once. He needs somebody like Blake Baker uh, to to utilize a guy like Harold Perkins that can get him to the quarterback, which is what he's the best at. And that is the biggest weakness at LSU, not Harold Perkins, that you're not getting to the quarterback. Chris, we have a um, a team playing in the national title. As uh, we, I, I read this off on Rafino and Joe, as their good friend Josh Pate would say, paper pop. They're 121st in the country in passing yards allowed. They're playing for a national title. It's not always you can give up yards in the air. If you're soft as Charmin up front, you're not going to win anything. They got to utilize Perkins better to start off with.
0: You mentioned that national championship game. Blake, let's go there. Before I do, there's a lot of speculation that after the game tonight that Jim Harbaugh will depart for the NFL. I know you talked about this a lot on your show, but I'm curious to ask, are LSU fans concerned that Brian Kelly may head to Michigan if that position
2: opens up? I think that what LSU fans, where their mindset is, is because of the guy who said it, and because he's been wrong very viciously the last three weeks that they don't believe it. I'm not in that camp completely of that. There's no possibility that Brian Kelly would not go to Michigan. I do think a good agent will never close a door that if Brian Kelly did want to go back to the Midwest. Okay, sure. Right. Like do I think that there's an opportunity for that to happen? Yes. But Brian Kelly's making a lot of moves for a guy who feels like he's going to Michigan though. You're firing in the whole staff. You're paying Blake Baker as the highest paid coordinator in the country, or even allowing that to be a part of your program. I just don't, I, it's hard for me, man. I, I It's hard for me to say that he would do it like, because I don't think, you know, Notre Dame and Michigan were rivals and I just don't think they want Brian Kelly. I think that they would. I, I think they would promote from within. Uh, Sharon Moore clearly makes a lot of sense for them. If that's the route that they wanted to go, I just don't know if I see it. But I don't think it's Michigan that I would be worried about as much as I would be. Like, hey, if it's out there, then that means that he's always going to keep the door open. So if it's not Michigan, is there somewhere in the NFL like New England? Him going back home you know, that if if that opened up, does he want to get his, you know, one shot at an NFL chance? Maybe. Now, he said that he doesn't. Chris, in this business, I know that you've learned it just as quickly as I have. I don't believe a damn thing a coach tells me unless it benefits the program that they're at. If something's bad, I'll go around to three or four assistants on staff and be like, hey, what you hearing about this? And if they all say the same story, okay, then it might be true. But when it, you know, I just, it's hard for me to, and look, he's 60 plus years old. I, I really don't know if he wants to do that. Look, he donated a million dollars of his own salary to add on to their uh, uh, football operations building, like to, for a, um, a recovery and nutrition center. Like Chris, it was being built when we were out of practice. I mean, dude, it's like it, it, I mean, it's, I i want to say it's like 4,000, 5,000 square feet at double or triple decker right? Like, I mean, he spent his own million dollars to do that. So <laughs> either his financial his financial advisor is a dumbass or, okay, he's not going anywhere after he spends a million dollars of his own money to do it because it's something that he wants his legacy to be left uh, here at LSU. So just so many moving parts to tell you no, but would it surprise me? It would not.
0: So Blake, back to the national title game, Michigan, Washington tonight. Two, con- you know, conflicting or different styles, if you will, in this game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Michigan takes down Alabama, which I'm sure you shed a tear watching that one. But uh, thoughts on the ball game? Who are you picking, by the way?
2: Um. So I let this out last night. I am going to pick Michigan, but the only reason I'm picking Michigan is because I'm one and four against Washington, and on the Rafino and Joe show, the Washington fans hate my guts. They have begged me for weeks that if they got here, that I would pick the team that they were playing against. So I'm going to pick Michigan, but I think the biggest weakness for Michigan is what they have on the boundary on the outside. So when we, Chris, uh, let's rewind six weeks ago. uh, When Michigan played Maryland, I said, listen, they got a problem on the boundary. And I think that uh, Loa kid is going to expose him, but not be able to get them over a hump. Now, could Ohio State do that? They got a little bit closer. Bama was the best matchup for them of all the playoff teams because Milrow is not great at hitting the dudes outside the numbers like Michael Penix is going to do tonight. I'm going to say this is a three-point game. I think it comes down to a field goal here at the end. I just don't know if I think Michigan's biggest weakness is Washington's offense's biggest strength. They, they got three a three headed monster. They got Polk. They have a Dunze, uh, and they have McMillan. Please, God, bracket covers in Dunze because when you do that, Texas, okay, here comes Polk. Here comes McMillan. The, Chris, when I'm watching the film of that game the other day or last week, they're bracket covering a Dunze. We don't want the best receiver on their team to beat us. Well, they got 970 other trees out there that can run in mammoths, okay, that can run out there and just absolutely go off on you. The question would be, will Washington be able to sustain what Michigan does up front? The guy after Milrow a lot, uh, I, can they run the football, I think are big questions. I don't know if it really matters because I think they can throw it all over them on the boundary and they won't have anything to do to stop it. But I think Michigan ultimately – is able to hold on to the football long enough, pound, 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 and get over the hump. It is it, you know, it's like when you're in a ballroom and the guy says, Hey, are you a boobs guy or an ass guy? This is the, this is kind of like what I think. Are, are you an ass guy or are you a boobs guy? Are you a pounded guy, you know, on on the ground, you know, pro style, or are you just gonna open it up? So maybe that's a bad analogy. Um, but I like it a lot.
0: Well, I know you're hoping Michigan gets the dub too, because if Washington wins, you got to sit through an entire offseason, even more of the Michael Penix Jr. should have won the Heisman chatter. Even more. You know it's coming. You know it's going to be
2: coming. 1000% is coming. But you know what? You know what bugs me more than that? Is people comparing that t- this team to 2019 LSU. Dog, 2019 LSU beat eight top 10 teams. Eight. So half of their schedule was top 10 teams. And smacking that ass, smacking that ass. They had dudes, they were beating the shit out of people. That bothers me more. But if you think for one second, Chris, they would have, Michael Penix would have to score 15 touchdowns tonight to get to Jane Daniels' 50, 15, 15. Come on, dog. I mean, the Pac-12 was good this year. Come on, bro. Like, (laughs) don't be a dumbass. You know, like that, just like, think about it. Don't be a dummy. Now, you can say I'm biased all you want to. That's fine. But you ever seen Jane Daniels run for 85 yards and a touchdown and run for 22.7 miles per hour? Because I have. Come on, bro.
0: Blake, let's switch gears and go to the hardwood because LSU got a big win on Saturday night. LSU went to College Station as double-digit point underdogs and won that game straight up. Uh, thoughts on the Bayou Bengals this year? I mean, what's the optimism level? I know LSU's a team that's considered, I think, uh, you know – dare I say, bottom of the barrel of the league. Those are others' words, not mine necessarily, but that's where they've been picked, right? So uh, what you saw maybe on Saturday night and just maybe thoughts on this LSU team of, do you think they can surprise? Do you think that was a a one-off? The SEC seems kind of wacky this year, too. I mean, Texas A&M obviously is figuring it out. Arkansas is just a complete shell of what we thought they'd be. Alabama still kind of getting the kinks worked out. So maybe LSU can be that team that surges and surprises.
2: What team will show up? You know, I, I think you had... So Matt McMahon, when he got to LSU, Chris, literally did not have a scholarship player on the roster. Not one. Okay? Because of the Will Wade thing. Well, Will Wade was able to go to McNeese and rebuild because of the portal. And he looks good because, he, you know, he got a 5-10 game suspension. And Mac McMahon has to rebuild LSU. I think the win on Saturday versus A&M, the way that it happened, the energy that they played with the second half that they had, man, can he, it, it gave me a semblance of hope. You know, gave me a hope that, hey, man, just go 500 in the SEC. You won one conference game. Go 500 in the SEC and, and be knocking on that door. Be on bubble team. I think for me, Chris, this is like a a year one for a coach and Matt McMahon, even though it's year two because of what happened and all the sanctions that LSU got popped with in basketball um, during that whole FBI investigation thing. I love the way that they play because they may they might have as many bricks to build a house throughout the game. One thing I know for sure, buddy, they are not going to give up on themselves. They're not going to give up on the game. And that's what you love to see. Like, hey, man, you might not be more talented than this team, but just play with serious effort. If you're off, like if you're off at all, and you play this LSU team, good luck. Because they are going to play with max effort 24-7. The problem is, is they're not that good. They're not as talented as everybody else. But they're just going to give you everything they've got. And one thing I will say, Chris, I thought this team was going to be good in the sense of that they could hit the three well they have been horrible at shooting the three well ask A&M if that team just found their rhythm because right uh Jalen Cook and Jalen Cook really uh him being with you know the exception of the two-time transfer rule since he's come back they have been dominating some teams in the second half A&M included uh uh, the other night so uh let's see I I just want them to play with effort and play hard and 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 I'm not, I have really no expectations for this team whatsoever. Um, which is kind of fun, you know, like when you don't have the expectations, it's like, oh man, they beat a and M like, let's go, you know? So it's fun in a way, but then you just like, when they lose, it's like, man, (laughs) this sucks. Well, opening
0: day is just around the corner, Blake. So we'll have that talk about this soon. Uh, Blake Ruffino, AYS. Yeah, cannot wait. Blake Ruffino, AYS Sports. Blake, one last thing, and I'll get you out of here. We were talking about this over the weekend. The beauties and the banters, I say, and the banter started. We were talking Malik Neighbors. Where does he rank among the best wide receivers in LSU history? In your opinion, where would you rank him?
2: From a talent aspect, he would probably be four or five. You know, like, I mean, you had Odell. I think he's better than Odell, to be honest with you. I, I put him right there. I just don't see a scenario where he's better than Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase to me, okay? Um but if you're if you're not talking about talent, you're talking about best wide receiver in LSU's history. It's Malik Neighbors because he broke every record. Um he he was on a team one team that was 6 and 7 and was complete collapse. Then he was a year on a year one rebuild, and nobody, everybody was talking about Kayshawn Booty and get Booty the ball more. And I'm like, are you watching what number eight is doing? Um, And and really, Chris took a lot of criticism behind that last year. Told you so. But nevertheless, okay, like what he did this year, it's, it's not so much as like what he did, it's kind of like how he did it, right? Like, can you put him on the boundary? Can he win one-on-ones against Kool-Aid who some believe might be the best corner in this year's draft? Can he beat him? Oh, wait, he not only beat him, he had probably and arguably one of the best catches in all of college football this year. Oh, wait, so you put him in the slot and you can't stop him there. That is the difference for me where I think he could be better than the Jets or, or Jamar because of he's just so damn versatile on what he does. Justin will tell you, he's told us this before. Does he like playing in the slot? Can he play in the slot? Yeah, a little bit. He doesn't mind it. You get that man outside the numbers, he's gonna rip you up, okay? Because that's where he does his work. Same for Jamar. The thing with Malik that's so dangerous, man, and we saw it all year. <laughs> you give, you tell him to be X, Y, or Z, and you tell him to run a route. That's the problem that you have with him, um, week in, week out, day in, day out, play out, play in, play out. So. Top three talent, number one from a career in history. Blake, it's always a
0: pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. You're a legend and looking forward to doing this again soon.
2: I'm ready for baseball season, man. I, I got to tell you, I went out there. You know, you think you got a guy in Paul Skeens that throws 102. You'll never see it at LSU again. Then I go out there for a scrimmage, and they got a lefty kid that's throwing 101. And I'm like, oh, Jay Johnson. <laughs> we are not worthy. We are not worthy. Okay. So 40 something days here, Chris, until the opening pitch. And I am so excited. They just put up the intimidator, which we got to get you to Alex box this year. Okay. We got to get you here because in right field is what we call the intimidator. It's got all the national titles that LSU has won. And I'm going to tell you when that place is rocking, it is one of the best atmospheres you'll ever be in. We got to get you there, buddy. We gotta
0: get Alex box on the calendar, no doubt. We'll be in touch with that. Blake, you're awesome. I appreciate it. See
2: you next time, buddy.